0: Welcome to the Dojo Talk Podcast. Please remove them shoes before entry. Sam master is here and you still have not taken off your shoes. Every day to define man's mission yeah. Look into the sky for divine transmission yeah. Deaf man's vision makes the blind man listen yeah. Eyes on the prize, this is blind ambition Thank you What's going on world, welcome to another edition of the Dojo Talk Podcast It is September the 18th And uh, yeah, recording my second episode in two days I'm Trying to stay productive, but um yeah so it's been a it's been a it's been a solid weekend man we had uh triple g and canelo uh fight we had the ufc pittsburgh card so by the time you guys hear this podcast uh the episode of that uh, that i recorded with my co-host the anti will be out so definitely go check that out amazing night of fights um also amazing uh a lot going on in the in the football world too in between college and the nfl just a lot of sports man sports is just <laughs> it's everywhere now man you you can't you can't escape it combat sports we got football back and swing nba's like right around the corner a lot going on man a lot a lot going on so but be sure to check out uh, that podcast as i said by the time you guys hear this on um, the coverage of the triple g and canelo fight as well as the ufc pittsburgh card headlined by dave branch and luke rockhold i'll have that episode out so you guys can go check that out listen to it pretty dope episode we covered a lot and a pretty decent amount of time we managed not to run on for too long but yeah man trying to put out content as always you can listen to me on youtube soundcloud google play hopefully one day itunes if they ever respond back (laughs) to my email but yeah man, spread the word, spread the word, share with a friend, friend of a friend, grandma, grandpa, all that good stuff. um but today, got a lot to cover. um, I think I can get through this maybe fairly quickly, depending on how long I ramble. um I've got like five projects to go over, but this is a special episode. um, I'm doing something probably a little different than what I've done before, so First on deck, I'm gonna cover the Shem- uh Sorry, I'm gonna cover the Samurai Shin project. Now, Samurai Shin is a comic, but it also has some music attached to it. So I'm just gonna judge, or I'm gonna say judge. I'm gonna kind of review this all as a whole. So I'm gonna talk about Samurai Shin Volume One, Volume 1.5, and I'm also gonna go over. Uh, the music attached to it. So that would be Samurai Shin, the OST, and then there's Samurai the Prelude. So, yeah, I'm going to cover kind of all four of those. And then I'm going to quickly at the end, I uh, want to give some brief thoughts on uh, Children of the Ether by LaShawn Thomas, which I'll, I'll get into. Uh, but... Let's, uh, let's start with Samurai Shen, because we got, a, <laughs> we got a lot to go over with this. It's, it's a lot um, attached to it, but I really wanted to talk about it. I really enjoyed the rollout, and I'm not going to lie. I'm low-key jealous of this uh, project, <laughs> only because of, I've had a similar idea of something I've wanted to do that's somewhat in the vein of this. Not necessarily samurai-related, but just in terms of releasing a piece of art that's like attached to some bodies of music. So... I'm I'm low key jealous <laughs> of this rollout, but it's all good, man. This is uh, a project I definitely was was looking forward to reviewing and, and talking about. So I'd like to get into it. Um, as I stated, Sam Rashin is a comic, uh, which quick plug can be purchased on ComicCentral.com. dot um, As I said, it's uh, I have a volume one out right now and volume one point five, but we're gonna stick with volume one first. So. Uh, Shin is created by Michael Miles and illustrated by I don't know if it's Evan or Ivan I'm going to go with Ivan Aguilar um, So I guess basically in a, in a nutshell to I don't want to spoil the entire story because I, I kind of want you guys to to read it um, But just to give a, a kind of a background of the, the story So Samurai basically follows two young samurai. so the main two characters that um, you'll see throughout the comic are Amir Atuko and Keith Mazaru Amir is kind of the more calm level-headed you know, I guess a little bit more mature Samurai and Keith is very (laughs) very abrasive uh, very very arrogant in, in a way He's kind of like Mugen from uh, Samurai Champloo. He's, he's very boastful, very, he's very out there. Meanwhile, Amir is definitely more, you know, he's more so on the, the gin tip uh, from Samurai Champloo, for those of you who have watched. A lot, a lot more, you know, seems like there's a lot more level-headed, a little bit more preserved. Um, but the story follows these two um, as they're young. And, you know, they're just kind of on their, their journey to become, you know, great samurai. Kind of a you know a story we've we've seen before in other shows. It's kind of that that same format. Um, volume one probably focuses a bit more on Amir and then one point five, which we'll, I'll get to in a bit, um, tends to focus a lot more on Keith, um, which I thought was good because you you get a chance to see how their stories kind of develop from a youth to I guess when they're older, and you kind of just get you get a good background sense of the two. Um, but sticking with Volume One, I kind of like how straight out the gate. (laughs) I love, I love when I read or watch something and I get like good action straight out the gate. You know, don't don't waste any time. Let's just jump right into it. So straight out the gate on Volume One, um, you get a (laughs) quote-unquote sparring session between Amir and Keith. And I say quote-unquote because you know mostly in in. A, a real life sparring situation I mean I get it, it's contact, you're you're fighting but the goal isn't like to necessarily beat the other person, you know you're, you're kind of like trying out new techniques or you know, it's kind of practicing you know, you, you might get hit clucked a few times but nothing too serious, uh, but these two are, at least Keith <laughs> Keith Keith's Keith going hard man he's he's, <laughs> he's almost like trying to take Amir out and um So yeah, the 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 comic starts off. You get to see them. To just Keith is going all out onslaught mode, and Amir is just kind of like, "Oh, this dude's serious right now. Like he's really he's really trying to kill me." And (laughs) Keith ends up cutting him, and Amir's like, "Oh, like he really? I'm bleeding. (laughs) Like this this is real now." So, you know, Amir, I guess in self defense, he's like, "Well, if, if you're gonna go hard, you know, I guess I gotta go hard." So, you know, they have a nice little, um, have a nice little exchange and right before it gets too real, right before <laughs> a body drops, uh, their sensei, uh, sensei Kenzo, I believe is his name. He steps in and, you know, basically has to, to break up the fight. like, listen, man, you guys, are shouldn't be doing this. Like we, we shouldn't be, we're not out here to, to kill each other. We're supposed to learn from each other. You, you know, the typical sensei speech, like trying to, trying to reel the, the, the two young guns in. And basically, Keith is kind of like, man, I'm not really with this whole (laughs) program you guys got going over here. I guess Keith is a bit resentful of Sensei Kenzo and Amir, which you kind of get a better insight into uh, in the 1.5 edition. Um, But he's, yeah, he's not really feeling the whole, I guess he, he feels like they're holding him back. From his his true potential, and basically after the sparring session, Keith just dips out. <laughs> he just leaves. So like I said, right off the back, you know, I thought it was just kind of cool how they just they kind of they really thrust you into the story. So there's no wasting time. It's like all right, you, you, you get a good sense of of where things might be going. And like I said, I don't really want to spoil the entire story because um, I'd rather you guys read it. But it's it's a good intro point uh, to the story for both characters and like I said, uh, Volume 1 does tend to focus more on Amir than Keith so you kind of get a deeper background and a bit understanding of Amir in the first volume Um, you get to meet his mom uh, and then towards the the end (laughs) which I don't want to spoil but uh, it gets real at the end, he he, Amir gets his first. Well, he he and Keith was a real encounter, but you know it was kind of saved by, uh, the sensei. But it it ends with another encounter, and it, it gets real again. <laughs> it escalates really really fast. So, um, yeah, I, I won't really spoil it. Like I said, I'd rather you guys just read it, see for yourself. But yeah, man, it 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 ends it ends. <laughs> I hate to say it nicely; that's probably not even the proper word, but it, it, it ends on a good. It ends on a good note, as to say. You you know that the story's about to switch to a certain direction, so it, it does a good job of making you want to read more because you you know it's about to get real. Um, I also like to mention, I guess, some of the the artwork. I thought the artwork in this uh, comic was pretty solid. Good character designs for. Uh, Amir and Keith Um, Amir is and I think they showed this in one of the uh, One of the artworks. I think Amir is 16 and Keith is 15. So both really young dudes Amir um, African-American has the whole not not quite an afro, but (laughs) He's like pre afro samurai ish, you know, really, you know young african-american kid Uh, Sensei Kenzo Kind of a typical sensei. I feel like <laughs> you've seen one old master. You've uh, you've seen them all. R- really old guy with a beard, <laughs> bald head. Um, but yeah, I thought the the character designs in here were were pretty solid. Uh, coloring's pretty solid in the comic. Um, I think my favorite scene, which isn't really a spoiler. Uh, it was a fun scene where you get to see. Um, Amir and his mom, and there's a scene in the comic where. Um, you know he talks about how how tough his mom is. <laughs> There's a scene where uh I guess Amir was about to get attacked by a wolf when he was a kid, and his mom like just slaps the wolf with a wooden stick. <laughs> and uh, like on the far right panel of the comic, um I like really enjoyed how this was drawn. How they show uh his mom and Amir standing next to him, and they're both like they both had that really. If you watch like anime before you. You kind of know when they get into the goofy modes and they do that really, like, goofy smile. Um, so I thought that was really dope. That's on, like, the right panel of the comic on that page when that part happened. So, um, yeah, I really I thought that was, was pretty funny. It was a nice touch. And my other favorite part, which I can't really say due to spoiler alerts, but the end of the comic, man. The, the end of the comic is... It, it just it gets real at the end. <laughs> so... Um, yeah, I can't. I can't really delve too much into it, but I'll just say you you get to meet a a villain who I'm pretty sure is going to become a focal point um, of the story at some point. So, yeah, that's kind of how the the first volume pretty much goes. Like I said, you you get to just see you get to, you get an introduction to Amir and Keith, but then eventually it just kind of focuses more on Amir um, as Keith just kind of runs off and does his own thing. So you you get that that solid introduction into the first character. And then yeah it's pretty much off of volume 1 like I said I don't want to go too deep into it because I don't want to spoil it. Um but it's it's a solid it's a solid introduction man. It's a a really solid comic. Um like I said solid art design, um pretty good story so far. It's a good start of just thrusting you in and kind of just throwing you in there and then you you get a good you get a good sense of of what's going on it's not really too complicated to follow but it's I just kind of like that it just kind of threw you in there because I'm I myself I'm not a fan of things that like I don't mind something slowly building but you kind of know when a story just drags out for too long so I feel like they get it they did a good job of just pushing you in there without you having to read like 80 pages of just some mindless buildup that doesn't lead to anything so um definitely appreciated that and the, the dialogue is also it's solid i think it could be better but i feel like as probably as these issues go on i think the dialogue will be better it's not that it's, it's not terrible or or bad it's just it's kind of like in the middle but it's it's good enough to where well, you get a sense of what's going on the dialogue helps you get you know a good enough sense of the characters and their their personality um like i said i think it could be improved a little bit but i feel like as the issues go on Naturally, I feel like the writing will just probably get better. Like I said, it's only the the first issue, so um, so we'll see. But definitely a solid a solid start uh, to the Sam Rashin story, and then on to one point five. So let me give a shout out. Um, it's also written by uh, Michael Miles. Uh, this was illustrated by Harley De La Cruz, and shout outs to the cover artist. Uh, I apologize. I'm probably gonna butcher your names. Sukma, Agustriana, and Fami Fawzi. Um The cover art on the 1.5 issue I thought was really dope. Um, you get this guy... Oh, I'm sorry. I have, to have pull, I have to have the comic pulled up in front of me. I'm trying to scroll back to the cover. Um, so you get this guy who's holding the gun sideways uh, with some dreads. <laughs> and then you have a picture of Keith kind of imposed next to him. And then there's like this dice... Uh, Pair of dice also in like the upper left hand corner. You'll you'll see the I thought the cover was just the cover to me looks really dope (laughs) Actually my first thought when I saw the cover why there's always somebody in the samurai story who has to bring a gun in like there's always that one guy (laughs) There's always that one guy man He he's got to bring the pistol into the game when everybody else is using swords or hand-to-hand, but Hey, man, I guess I guess that's what makes him him (laughs) but um uh, 1.5, uh, as I said, centers a lot more around Keith, and it basically it basically picks up from Keith's perspective where the very first scene of the first edition left off. So it starts off with uh the recap of Keith, you know, leaving the sparring session being mad and kind of walking off, leaving you know, basically leaving that that town and just saying like, man, I'm kind of just done with you guys, and then. It goes into this flashback And you get to see Keith as a young kid And you get the backstory of Kind of how he and Amir first met And Kind of how they became Rivals in a way They kind of had this It seemed like they had like this weird relationship Where They were like quote unquote friends <laughs> But uh, it felt like Keith probably Always just kind of resented him um, And I guess I could say that part. So basically they had a little kendo tournament when they were both really really young and yeah Amir gave him the business. <laughs> Keith has been just kind of angry and bitter ever since. So that's kind of how um that starts. And I also thought it was cool um you get introduced uh to Keith's father uh, Fuji who I guess was also like a master samurai uh dual wielding katana holder which I thought was dope. Uh always fun to see that that style so i mean you get to see his pops and how his his pops tried to you know tried to mold him teach him lessons you know that even when you lose there you know things to learn and defeat so on and so forth so you know keith seemed like he had a pretty solid upbringing uh probably up until about the middle of the comic where (laughs) things kind of take a left turn um, but you get to see how, like, both families are connected, because Keith's father also, uh, has a relationship with Sensei Kenzo, uh, those two seem to have had, uh, prior history together, so you kind of get to see, see that unfold, you, you get this, get a better feel of how all of the relationships, I guess, um, in the comic work, and then, as I said, um, towards the end, which I won't spoil, uh, so you guys can just read it, but, uh, We get introduced to some more villains and like I said as always there's always a guy coming with a gun (laughs) It's always one guy in the samurai story who's not about the samurai life. He has to come through with the with the pistol and uh You know, he's got to do what he does. So We get a introduction to some villains Uh, The villains uh, definitely do some work (laughs) Definitely some some very sinister people and it kind of seems like they're they're definitely on a quest. To, uh I won't go into it. You, you know what villains do? They they, they come to they, they bring the damage, man. They're, they're out here trying to they're out here catching bodies. <laughs> they're out here, they're, out here trying, they're trying to accomplish what they're trying to accomplish. So um, yeah, we, we get to see Keith's story, which I guess in in a way you, you, I'm gonna say you you kind of get a, a a sense of his anger. And that it's not all just attached to him losing to Amir when he was a kid. Uh, he had a lot more that <laughs> definitely happened to him before the end of this comic. So you get a better sense of probably why he's just so angry and bitter all the time. Um, but yeah, the, the both comics have this thing where they kind of start off. Well, actually, you know what? The first one didn't really start off calm, but... They, they do a good job of ending on notes where like something happened like they don't leave you high and dry it, it ends on a, a climactic note of like a major event always happens at the end so I think as long as they keep that up you know it, it'll keep readers interested as to seeing what's going on or what's you know keep them interested and in wanting to know what will happen in the next issue and at the very end of 1.5 um, you get the cover of the Samurai and Two issue, and uh, yeah, <laughs> it's looking real bloody. It's it's, it's looking like uh, some some people aren't gonna make it. Some people are not gonna make it, man. So <laughs> um, yeah, I love the this cover art on the uh, issue two, man. It, it looks it looks really dope. So I'll, I'll definitely be be looking forward to that. Um, so yeah, man. Like overall. These both were were pretty, pretty solid comics. Pretty solid issues. Um, artwork throughout both, like I said, was solid. Um, it's a, so far the story seems pretty good. Like I said, you get good background to to both of the main characters, and then they do a you know pretty good job of introducing you to other characters along the way. So you kind of get get an, an idea of of where the story is is gonna go. You know, kind of just. At least so far, kind of like your your typical samurai. I don't know if "coming of age" is the right term, but you know your your the samurai journey story. You know hardships, death, learning. You know overcoming adversity. It seems like a lot of that. I I, I would predict is what will come into play later, um, as these issues you know keep releasing and things like that. But um, I'm 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 a villain guy. Um, I feel like your story is as good as your main villain and the villains that I've seen so far I'm definitely enjoying like I said uh, it's always that one guy who brings the gun <laughs> as much as sometimes I don't like that feel like you kinda need a guy like that because you just know he, he's breaking all the rules so um, the villains in this, this story seem pretty dope uh, they're, they're definitely not wasting time and accomplishing what they're trying to do so I appreciate that like the story just seems like it's it's rolling it's not a lot of not a lot of filler everything seems to to have its purpose and yeah man it just it flows really good i, I definitely enjoyed this it was a solid read um both these comics aren't really long so you, you can get through these pretty quick and i mean and, and bonus note i know people are always like for whatever reason like not willing to shelve out money but uh Comics are like a dollar on uh, ComicCentral.com. So, yeah, they're a dollar a piece. So, why not? <laughs> like, like, why not? Why not? Why not? Buy, why not support? Um, like I said, that they're both both solid issues. And it seems like from 1 to 1.5 that they're getting better. Like, in terms of everything. Like, artwork is getting better um dialogue is getting better so I, f- I feel like the you know as long as it stays on the the current trajectory that it's at you know only only better things are to come so yeah man Sam shen one 1.5 both solid both solid comics um something to keep an eye on man if you're a fan of If you're a fan of like samurai shin I mean sorry (laughs) which is what this is but eh, you might hopefully after this you will be a fan but if you're a fan of like samurai shampoo Afro samurai you know shows like that this would probably definitely be something right up your alley Um, so yeah man I don't really want to drag it out if you enjoy samurais if you like fighting want to see a guy who the loner with the gun <laughs> the samurai story definitely give this a, a read man it's a, it's a solid a solid story solid comics and it seems like it's, it's getting better with with each issue so I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to um definitely looking forward to the second issue when whenever that comes out um but also like what i like about this um this whole project as a whole is aside from just the comics themselves, the comics are accompanied with these two uh, music uh, projects. So we have Sam Rashen, uh, the Prelude, and then we have Sam Rashen, the uh, OST. Uh, so I guess technically I should probably review the OST first because I think that came out first. Uh, so let me go into into that one first and then i'll get to the prelude which i think was recently released like this year uh so the ost uh, let me give production shout outs uh so p soul gmo uh gia don dp city prophet mike mookie williams foster uh spencer jones and i think it was nightingale productions and then you get uh vocals from chill squad and Jamin warren um pretty much for both of these eps i'll say uh, the ost and the prelude Um, If you're a fan of Like Newt Marcus D uh, Fat John Like those kind of Artists that That really Kind of like Boom Bap But it's like More on the jazzy side More on the Soulful jazzy side These OSTs I mean these These EPs Will be right up your alley Um, The majority of them The majority of the tracks On them are instrumentals well let me just stick to the the OST so the majority of the tracks are instrumentals um, but you do get a few uh, vocal performances Um, but like I said like overall the production on the OST um, like I said really really jazzy good jazzy boom bap good soulful good samples like I said it's that it's really like that Samurai Shampoo kind of soundtrack music like that's a lot of A lot of what these When I hear these tracks Like that's a lot of what It reminds me of So you get tracks that are really You know Really laid back Some of them are like Really serene Really Reflective Sounding instrumentals Pretty much throughout uh, The OST So some of my favorite tracks um, I love how this Actually starts off Um, the intro track which isn't really instrumental but you get a vocal performance track uh, from Laquan Bennett and Damon Mills who are playing Amir Keith and the intro is just pretty much (laughs) uh, Amir who is uh, I think played by Laquan Bennett just kind of telling Kings like listen man we don't really need to fight and Keith's like pretty much not man we're, we're it's about to go down <laughs> so you get to hear them fight and the swords you know clashing in the background I thought it was a really good start to the EP mostly because the, the they have some like official voice voice actors um, Laquan well I've researched them literally before I started recording but <laughs> Laquan Bennett who plays the mayor has this really kind of like deep like deep calm voice and then you have Damon Mills, who has done a lot of work with Funimation, Um, I believe he's done voices on, like, Dragon Ball Super, Um, he's done voices with uh, some of the Pokemon series, so both of these guys are, like, legit voice actors, and it it sounds really legit when you listen to it, so I just thought it was a really dope kickoff to the, uh, to the OST, and referring it back to the the comic like now you just you kind of get a, a better sense now that you actually hear the voices of kind of what you know it it just it makes the music even adds more to the comic because now it, it fills in the gap of now you don't need to figure out like or guess what what do a mirror and key sound like like now you actually have vocals to match it so I just thought that was good that like all of the music from the ost ties back into the comic and it, it makes it that much it makes it, like, that much better to read. They they definitely, like, they feed off of each other. The comic... The comic makes the OST... I don't say makes it sound better, but... You, you appreciate the OST more when you read the comic because it kind of sets, like... You can get a sense of some of these tracks, like, playing in the background while you're reading the comic. Which is kind of what I did. So I feel like they both complement and, e- and enhance each other. Um, but like I said, favorite tracks. I love the intro, how it started off. Um, I love the Leaves track by P Soul. Uh, "Stay on Point" uh, <laughs> to me kind of seems like the like the official Sam Roshin, uh theme song, pretty much. So I, I thought that track um, was really dope. I wish I had it in front of me because I know that track had a vocal performance. Uh, I'm so mad I can't remember who. Uh, let me see if I can find this real quick cause I want to give I want to give people their props if I can find it oh lord this is going to get me so mad that I can't find this oh the chill squad okay (laughs) so uh, chill squad uh, who delivered the vocal performances um, on Stay On Point like I said I feel like I feel like that track kind of (laughs) pretty much embodies uh, this comic so I love that track Um, Rain by Peace Soul a really laid back uh, track very Kind of like one of those tracks I feel like you would hear at the point of an anime where the character is kind of like in a mode of reflection. Um, so I thought that was, was dope. And uh, passed by Kuro Silence. Uh, who's also on the... A lot of these guys are are both on the OST and the Prelude EP. You get a lot of familiar names. Um, but Kuro Silence, he had a really uh, dope track. I love the piano on that track. It's a really... I feel like the piano had like, this really serene feel uh to that instrumental yeah, it almost sounds like um uh, almost sounds like a closing track like something you would hear like at the end of an episode or maybe like the closing credits um so yeah i really really enjoyed the the ost like i said they, it's a really short project it doesn't take really that long to get to um something to i feel like the term <laughs> background music has like a negative connotation to it But, like, I actually, like, literally, I'll play this EP if I'm writing. Um, I normally, I don't like to listen to music while I'm writing, or at least music with words. So this, for me, is something I can play in the background while I'm writing. I just get some really dope, you know, some really dope instrumentals, something nice and chill to just kind of listen to while I'm writing, or just might be doing some kind of household task, and I just kind of want some music in the background to... You know kind of fill that that empty space so the yeah the, the ost is really dope um i'll leave a soundcloud link in the description so you guys can listen to it um both of these projects um are free so download them listen to them um like i said i'll, I'll leave a, a link in the description so you guys can can check that out and then on to the other project which is the uh prelude um uh, Sorry, I'm trying to get to my notes, <laughs> which I have in front of me, but they're, they're jumbled all over the place. So, yeah, the Sam and uh, the Prelude EP. Um, so, let me give also production shout outs on this one. Uh, so, shout outs to King the Cypher, Kuro Silence, Gia Don, uh, I Am KRT DP, uh, Nodfather, and Lupin the Beatsmith. And then, shout outs to the vocal performances on this one um, Torre, which Hopefully you guys know, uh, if you ever heard of the group Barrel Brothers with Torrey and Skazoo. Um, Torrey's a pretty beast MC from, from New York. Um, so yeah, I started listening to him through Skazoo, through their project together. But Torrey also has solo projects out. Um, a group called Two Katanas, which I'm not familiar with, but shout out to them. They had actually one of my favorite tracks on here. And the homie metaphor the great man. Uh, if you listen to the Boondocks... Or watch the Boondocks, you know who Metaphor the Great is You know him, but you might not know him He, he did a lot of um, He did a lot of tracks uh, For the Boondocks, and if you ever listen to uh, The Boondocks Mixtapes that they put out by uh, DJ Wally Sparks And, ah, uh, what was the other guy's name? DJ Dub Floyd um, God, well then I cannot remember the name of those mixtapes But I love them, they, they got three of them uh, Out, but Metaphor the Great uh, Contributed to a lot of those and also side note if you ever seen man legendary youtube video uh metaphor the great (laughs) versus tube steak uh who's uh carl jones who believe is was a producer of producer of the boondocks um also the voice of uh thugnificent uh but legendary (laughs) legendary rap battle parody video man so uh shout out to metaphor the great man I, i was it was really dope to hear him on this project um Musically wise, like I said, uh, the prelude EP a lot like the um, a lot like the OST Really jazzy really soulful mixed with some boom bap um, Like I said very reminiscent of a new ja best sound Marcus D a fat John very much in that realm of, of Instrumentals so some of my favorite tracks on here um, love the intro on this one also uh, features the voice acting again from Damon Mills who plays Keith and Keith is just kind of going on this spiel about how he's trying to become, you know, a better samurai. And then that's kind of sets the drop for the, the rest of the project. Uh, some of my favorite tracks on this, uh, Like Water by Jia Dunn, really chill, kind of calm, head nodding track. Kind of reminds me of something, I don't know if you guys remember, an um, old PlayStation game called Tenchu. I feel like it's one, <laughs> one of the best ninja-themed games ever created, but that that instrumental kind of kind of reminds me of something i would have heard on that um that uh, the Torrey track uh called some days i love Torrey's hook <laughs> talking about throwing ninja stars doing leg sweeps and kicks and stuff like that so yeah that that track was really dope it was really cool to just hear torre contribute uh contribute to this project so um that track was cool lost by king the cypher was another dope one um one of my favorite tracks on here, which I mentioned, metaphor of the great, uh, metaphor of the great's track on here was called "Love or War," and this was produced by King the Cipher. Um, I love, uh, I love metaphors' uh, second verse when he says, uh, "But with me, I'm a state, I'm a state my intentions and stand by my word, like stand by in this sentence." So I thought that was some really dope wordplay from him, uh, and really good beat from uh, from King the Cipher, and. Um, I love the closing track also core demonstration um, Performed by two katanas and produced by and the beat smith and It's kind of just them trading bars kind of over this Really like vintage boom bap, Kind of jazzy, but really I feel like a bit more in the hardcore side boom bap beat um, definitely puts you in the mood of a a, a Samurai theme track like the these both of these projects, especially this EP, the preview EP, just does a really good job of capturing the vibe of what the comic is. it's it's very much this project as samurai shin as a whole, like the comic and the music, very much into that theme of the samurai the samurai world kind of colliding with the hip hop world and you get this just good fusion of both and you can see the influence. Um of both in this project. So like I said, the the EP from the just the jazzy soulful boom pat production, just really good solid instrumentals, man. It's a it's a really dope project. Probably one of my favorite instrumental uh projects I've I've listened to this uh this year in reference to the the prelude EP. So yeah man re- really good work on this man. Um Samar Shin as a whole like I said in, from the comics to the instrumental EPs it's, it's a really dope project really good rollout. something I think uh would be worth keeping an eye on um hopefully if I can remember I will also drop a link in the description for both uh OSTs and I think they had a trailer also for this which I didn't even know until I, I had searched it <laughs> right before I started uh jotting notes for my review so yeah man I'll try to leave the links in the description so you guys can just get a feel for what this project is about man it's like I said if you're if you're a fan of like Samurai Shampoo, uh, Afro Samurai and also you're a fan of you know like hip-hop this is a good <laughs> like fusion baby project which incorporates all of those into into one and you just get a nice you get a nice creation out of it so I think I think this will definitely find a a good solid fan base Um, like I said as as long as the issues stay on the trajectory that they're at now um, I think they'll be able to build a pretty solid fan base from this and I'll definitely be I'll definitely be keeping an eye on it man so yeah man Sam Ra's like I said as a whole issue one issue 1.5 the prelude EP and the uh, OST soundtrack all dope projects definitely give these a listen definitely worth listening to like i said the soundtracks are free so you can go listen to those uh on soundcloud and the comics man they're one dollar both one dollar a piece so if you can't throw a dollar in support man like just stop playing man give give, give two dollars to support the cause <laughs> give, give give two dollars man uh i, I I gave them my money, it was money well spent And whenever Volume 2 comes out uh, I'll be copping those as well Um, They are digital only um, So you know you have to open it up as like a PDF file I guess on your laptop or um, You know on your phone or whatever But um, they can both be purchased At comiccentral.com That's C-O-M-I-X Central.com And I'll post a link to the page So you guys can uh, purchase them Check them out Give it a look, man. Give it a look. So shout-outs to Michael Miles, to Alvin Aguilar, everybody who contributed to the artwork, all the producers and MCs who contributed to the, the soundtracks. Um, this all just it all ties in together really nicely. And it, it it looks like something that's you know, something that's worth keeping an eye on. So definitely, definitely give this project a look. And real quick, I guess before I get out of here, I got one more project I was really happy I I got a chance to check this out um just a quick side note man this Windows 10 update on my laptop I can't even say update well I had to get a new laptop because my old one pretty much died so but I didn't have Windows 10 on my old laptop and I was forced to get Windows 10 on the new one that I bought because it pretty much came with it so but I I really was not (laughs) a fan of Windows 10 to uh to say the least and one of the issues i was having was my adobe flash player when i downloaded the new one it would always freeze the site that i was on so like I, it was useless i couldn't use it every time i would go to try to play a video the page would just freeze so eventually like i uninstalled it and i was kind of angry because the reason <laughs> i even downloaded the adobe flash player was because i wanted to check out this project children of ether and i couldn't because it was on crunchyroll and crunchyroll of course uses adobe and I was like, well, I'm just kind of stuck. And eventually my laptop did a BIOS update and then I downloaded the Adobe Flash Player again and boom, it worked. Go back to Crunchyroll and it's like, all right, all systems go, let's uh, let's check out Children of Ether. Uh, for those of you who don't know, man, Children of Ether is uh, an anime project created by LaShawn Thomas. If you don't know who LaShawn Thomas, man, is do your homework. Like, this dude has... I've been watching him for a long time now. Uh, I first got one of him... I can't even remember when these videos came out. It was years ago. Um, but Lashawn is an animator. He worked on um, the Boondocks. He worked on Legend of Korra. Uh, I know he's got a few other projects under his belt, but those are the, the two main ones that, if you research him, you'll find out that he was involved in. But um, he put out a video series called CO Sessions, or Soul Sessions, where he went to uh, you get to see his journey of leaving his home and going to uh, South Korea to learn more about animation and work you know with those guys over there to see what their style is and how he can mix it with his it's, it's a really dope series just to see you know somebody go so far for their passion to to learn and learn from you know some of the best people in the industry so like that, that that video series was just a really good watch man like even if you're not into animation like i I like animation but it's like it's not a job or something i would ever want to do but just to see leshawn's journey up to this point has has been awesome and like now and within his last few years a lot of the projects that i've been hearing from him some which i've even contributed to on kickstarter like they're, they're coming to life now um but yeah children of ether is one of the projects that um he's been working on for quite some time and the first episode which is i guess is kind of like a, a prelude episode is now up on crunchyroll and i'll definitely leave a description below so you guys can check that out um but i guess a quick just overview um being that there's a video of this i don't want to go too deep into it because i just want you guys to watch it the episodes only about 14 minutes long so it's, it's a quick get through um but Children of the Ether follows uh, the main character Rhonda and it, it pretty much starts off with Excuse me. She's kind of on the run Due to something she did which I won't say um, Kind of seemed like it was an accident, but she did it nonetheless and she's being chased uh, They never really say the person's name So it's kind of this unknown person who's definitely trying to kill her though uh, the <laughs> It starts off you get thrown right into a fight scene Which I, I like Like I said, I like stories that just kind of start off They throw you in there And then we'll figure out the story later But they, uh, she gets thrown right into a fight scene And she's, uh, she, she's scrapping <laughs> Having a nice sword fight uh, With this person And they're kind of like this underground uh, Like underground subway They're fighting on the train And then in the middle of the fight Ronda activates these powers that she's trying to find out like what they are and like right before the fight's about to to head in the wrong direction her powers activate and it just kind of saves her from the situation and then from there after she activates the power she ends up passing out and she meets these two characters Uh, one of them is named Pint and I can't remember Pint has a brother brother I can't remember (laughs) Uh, but she, she meets them And it's pretty much a story of her traveling through this kind of, like, dystopian landscape. Trying to find answers about her, her powers, and uh, other things about her father. And it's just kind of that whole adventure. And, you know, she's meeting people along the way. And like I said, it's not too much to really get into. It's only a 14-minute clip. And like I said, I don't really want to spoil it. I'd rather you guys just kind of watch it. I just just want to give you a quick feel as to what it's about. Um, But things I noticed off the bat just from watching just the 14 minutes Um, I really love the character designs get a good variation of character designs, a really diverse set of characters also which I think is really important, Um, not too often, it's been a long (laughs) long time since I've watched an anime and you get a female lead but also an African American female lead uh, by Rhonda, which I thought was really dope, um, and then aside from her, some of the other characters. Uh, one of the I can't even, I don't even know if I can call the guy a villain because I don't really know much of his story, but um, she meets this other guy who has this really weird eye, <laughs> but I thought it was really cool. Um, I like his character design. So the artwork in the show is really dope. Um, you get a diverse it seems like set of characters. Um, like I said, she ends up meeting. Uh, this little kid named Pint and his brother, and they're both kind of really two distinct characters. You got Pint who seems really happy and go lucky, and then his brother who seems like a bit more on the serious side, but he's a really smart kid. And I thought that that well, those two characters were really dope. But the best thing I think I can I, I pulled from this really quick episode, um, this anime does a really good job of the voice acting and a lot of times you know if you've been watching anime you've, some people like it subtitled some people like the you know the dubbed American voices or whatever I, I found that most of the time I tend to watch anime subtitles um, certain ones I don't mind watching dubbed, but most of the time I watch subtitles only because I I feel like the japanese voices just do a better job of like conveying emotion and i feel like they have more feeling i don't know to me it it seems like that so i don't mind reading the words because i I feel like the i don't know like the sound matches more of the situation like in in moments when it's more intense they're they're more intense they know you know i don't know I i feel like the japanese voices just do a better job of capturing emotion but these American voiceovers were really 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 good like they it's a good blend of you get like that Japanese style drawing but more so I would say Western American style like dialogue and I think it meshes really well because it seems like the the dialogue is written really really well and it, it's kind of hard to explain, but, like, if you watched anime and you watch American Dubs, the writing's just different. And not that it's a good or a bad thing, but it's just, it's just different. The way they word things, their sentence structure, it's, it's just, it's just different. But this has a much more, I would say, like, American feel to it in terms of dialogue. But then you get, like, the Japanese style more influence, like, drawings and animation, so... I Think those two worlds collide really, really, really well. Um, on Children of the Ether, so yeah, that, that's pretty much the gist of the show. Like I said, I don't want to get too deep into it because I would rather you guys just watch it. So I'll leave a link down below to Crunchyroll so you can check it out. But shout outs to LaShawn Thomas, man. Dude's been putting in a lot of work for some years now. Um, he's got Children of the Ether, which Um, I believe, like I said, it's on Crunchyroll, so I'm assuming this will be uh, eventually turned into like a full-length project. Um, The Kickstarter, which I originally donated to way back when, uh, Cannon Busters, uh, which he also, if I remember, I'll put a link down there because he he put out a, oh, actually no, I think only the Kickstarter viewers, (laughs) the Kickstarter contributors can watch it. But he's got um, Cannon Busters is another show um, that he was working on some time ago. And that recently did get picked up by Netflix. I believe it's going to be 12 episodes. Um, so definitely looking forward to that. That one also has a pretty, uh, pretty cool story. Also, much like uh, *Children of the Ether*, diverse set of characters, good voice acting. Um, but Sean's on a roll, man. Like, I feel like when the ball really gets rolling and these projects start coming out in full, that this this guy's gonna he's gonna be a face that a lot more people will definitely know about and like i said i've I've been following him for a while now big big fan of his work uh love his story and just his beginnings and i I think a lot of people are going to enjoy the the projects that that he releases so definitely man give children of the ether a try um like i said i think only the kickstarter contributors can look at the cannon busters episode that he put out But I know there's like artwork out there, teaser trailers, so you can still kind of research it, get a feel for what it's about. But yeah, man, um, support the home of LaShawn Thomas, man. He's he's been putting in a lot of work, and I think a lot of it is is finally coming to fruition. So it's it's been really just cool to follow him uh, for all these years and see that all of his hard work seems to be getting at the point where it's about to start paying off. So yeah, man, shout out to LaShawn Thomas children of ether a watch um, it seems like it's a, gonna be a really good show um, the story seems like it's, it's gonna develop into something nice a nice little I guess action-adventure story from kind of from what I'm gathering it's the vibe I kind of get from it um, but like I said really good character design solid action great voice acting good diverse set of characters it, it looks like it's gonna it'll be something different it'll be something different than you know the shows that I think a lot of us watch and are fans of. Um, I think he'll, he'll do a good job of giving, a, giving us that familiar anime style but putting like his own special twist on it. So, yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to, to Children of the Ether. So, yeah, man, just a quick recap Sam Ra Shen, volume one, 1. 1.5, and then we got the Prelude EP and the OST EPs. Nice, dope, jazzy production. Um Good samples, good mixture of that hip hop samurai fusion <laughs> kinda of coming together. Um, the comics are dope, solid artwork, solid story. Shout outs to Michael Miles once again and Ivan Aguilar for creating a, a dope project that seems like it's it's definitely on the up and up, it's, it's getting better. And then once again, Lashawn Thomas, Shorts in the Ether. Dope dope anime it seems like so far. And he's out here, Lashawn's out here putting in the work, so it's a good time to be a creative, <laughs> for like a lot of a lot of indie people, man. A lot of of lesser known people are in this age are, are getting a chance to show what they can do, and I just, just think it's dope, man. This is the age of the creators, and I'm I'm trying to get in there, man. I've, I've got projects and books and stuff I'm working on, so hopefully one day, man, I'll I'll be out there with you guys, <laughs> putting out projects, putting out work, you know, putting out. You know stories and content that that people will be able to enjoy and ingest and pass along so i'm definitely a, a fan of you guys um it's always inspiring to see other people other just regular everyday people you know putting out you know good pieces of art good pieces of work and just seeing them grind seeing them have success so uh shout out to michael My- uh, michael miles alvin aguilar LeSean thomas keep doing what you're doing man keep doing what you're doing so as always i'll leave uh relevant links in the show notes below so give all of these projects i mentioned uh, a read slash listen slash a watch um yeah man that's it that's pretty much all i got for the day Uh, i didn't want to keep you guys here too long i think i'm doing pretty good on time almost about an hour so uh guess i'll just uh, wrap it up as always, you can listen to me on SoundCloud, um, on YouTube, also on Google Play. Um, if you want to follow me on Twitter, you can follow me at Serial Sensei. Um, I'm also on WordPress. I don't post there much, but I'm on WordPress. Um, I'm out there. And oh, also, definitely like the Dojo Top Podcast Facebook page. I post all of my content up there uh, in regards to fights and albums and things that I review. So yeah man i'm putting out content still trying to grow the fan base 40 plus episodes in pondering episode 50 might do some kind of giveaway not sure don't hold me to it but it might happen but anywho this has been another edition of the dojo talk podcast i am your host Serial sensei and hopefully i will catch you guys soon peace